This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly, all right, I know you have things you're going to update us. Nothing about the Capitol. People can check in on the news when they get home, but you're going to check us in on the dirt of Hollywood. Yes, that's right. For all the latest, you can go to Channel 5 Eyewitness that's News. Right. They'll be covering that also, kstp.com. What mm-hmm. we're covering here on My Talk 1071, before we get, well, these are basically some updates on drama. Let's start with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Oh, gosh. I can't handle this. No, there's legal stuff coming, Serious? happening, both oh. with the sun, right, in Washington. Oh, I can't stand this. Well, this is happening. I've got the update on Washington. So this is the lawsuit that is happening in the United States, the one that Amber Heard has filed, the $100 million, well, the one That's filed against, yes, yeah. yes, yes. They're suing each other. Yes, now. so they're suing each other. Amber Heard is going to be allowed to pursue her $100 million defamation countersuit against Johnny Depp after a judge stopped Johnny Depp's attempt to use new legislation to have the case against him thrown out. So, According to new legal documents, the Hollywood Reporter has them. The judge in Fairfax County blocked Johnny's attempt to have Heard's counter suit dismissed based on a new anti-slap law. So that's strategic lawsuits against public participation, if we're getting really detailed here. This was passed in Virginia last year. This new legislation is intended to prevent people from using courts and threats of lawsuit to intimidate people who are exercising their First Amendment rights. So... Those being sued most often invoke it to strike down a case because it involves speech on a matter of public concern. Now, the judge cited precisely this lack of public concern as the reason to dismiss Depp's request, adding that Amber Heard has alleged sufficient facts to support her defamation claims, specifically, quote, that Mr. Depp may have made these statements with actual or constructive knowledge or with reckless disregard for whether they are false. And basically, the legal speak is because he was found uh, guilty, guilty across of, the pond. Uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. basically that he did abuse, and you could can, you can call Johnny Depp a wife beater at least in England right now, right? Without anyone suing you, and he is. I can't believe. Why is he doing this? I can't believe oh, he's he going forward stop. with this he Washington Post uh, thing against her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, Depp is suing Amber Heard for defamation in Virginia courts over a 2018 op-ed she wrote for the Washington Post in which she called herself a survivor of domestic abuse. She never mentioned Johnny Depp by name in this article. However, Johnny Depp is like, well, that's about me, and I'm seeking $50 million in damages from you, Amber Heard. He needs to be. I he mean, just, this, this Alex Waldman, this to, attorney, is doing him dirty. He needs to just be, someone needs to tie him down and put him in a room for a while so mm-hmm. he can, just needs to 
get Mm-mm. some sense in him. Mm-mm. He just what watching someone implode like this is very stupid. Yeah. Wow. Well, and you know, to your guys's point, who is Johnny Depp surrounding himself with? Dumb people. <laughs> this this taking his money. This, I mean, yeah, you know, Adam Waldman, Waldman, this attorney that yeah. he's been hanging out with for the past couple of years. Yeah, you're right. But it's, you know, is there not a single person in Johnny Depp's orbit to sit him down and to say, honey, his look, sisters, somebody right? just stop. Right. Somebody, somebody, somebody. So that's the latest concerning and Johnny she Depp. she lost something, too. Yes. So Amber. So you're right, Lori. Now, mm-hmm. Amber Heard's going to be able to pursue her countersuit. But the judge threw out one aspect of her case. So. That cited the Virginia Computer Crimes Act and that claimed that Johnny Depp organized a social media bot attack against her to have her removed from her role in the movie Aquaman. So the judge determined that there was a lack of evidence to support this claim, saying that, uh, quote, the pleading falls to demonstrate that the social media accounts communicated obscene language, suggested obscene acts or threatened illegal or immoral acts. So. Um, It said, rather, it appears that Johnny Depp texted those statements privately to two of his friends and that Amber Heard has not alleged that Johnny Depp intended for her to see them. So I wonder if Elon Musk is still paying Amber Heard's legal bills. Right. I wonder. I wouldn't be that would that would be so not shocking. No, I think that's what's happening because there's no way she can afford this. (sighs) No, no, there's no way she can afford this. Oh, I just there's no way he can afford it. No, I know. But he doesn't care anymore. He just has a he's got a. Be up his bonnet, and he he's, just can't. He's someone stand else a, who needs to. He get needs to counseling. The fifth, the fifth uh, piece of um, it, which is acceptance. He does. He needs it's to five accept stages it. of he's, grief. He right. needs to accept where and move he's on. At. It's so gross. No. Oh, I don't want any more. I can't handle any more pictures. <laughs> no, no more Talenti in the lab. For no, it would be too no. much. I don't. Well, I, you know, hopefully, luckily, this will be settled out of court. That's the best option. The second one is that we're not. I don't think we are going to see all the details like we did in the British libel case. Uh, but speaking of individuals who are having legal dramas, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. So allegedly, supposedly, they are going to get a divorce. Now, you guys laid it out earlier in the show, and all signs point to, yes, the gossip yeah. has been stirring that they both have even moved on from their relationship mm-hmm. together with other wow, people. right. That so, seems fast. Right, well... But this has been going on for a year, at least. Yeah, I mean, these things are always fast when we don't know the details, and then we're like, wow! And the Kardashian... The Chris Jenner isn't doing anything without everything being yeah. all figured out first. Oh, yes, exactly. The space-time continuum of the Kardashians right. must be kept... Uh, now we're reading over on the Daily Mail that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are both fighting to keep their $60 million dream mansion in Hidden Hills. Wow. Wow. You know, that house used to be owned by Lisa Marie Presley. Was yes. it really? Yeah. And then they put in $20 million of renovations. They bought it for like $40 million. They, they spent three years renovating. That right there would cause any normal couple to get divorced. Right. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was the house that we kept on hearing about for years and years. So they bought it back in 2014, right, from Lisa Marie Presley for $20 million. Or I don't know if they bought it from her specifically, but Lisa Marie once lived in that okay. house. And then they spent three years and $20 million renovating it. Now, this is the house... That is completely minimalist and empty inside. Oh, it's so. I look at it and I marble. think marble. It's it, so non. It looks like a monk's. Let, let Kanye have it. it. I agree. It's got too many sharp edges for kids. Seem like a good house for kids at all. Right. I mean, to say the least, the decor. You know, kids are messy. 
they like to jump on things and they, remember the, the sinks even like everything's white and oh I would, hate, I would hate to i'd hate that house how I'd, much is there to, like that's gonna be like a billion two dollar billion. divorce two billion he's close to a billion and he's wow. a little over a billion so right they have a combined fortune of 2.2 billion dollars allegedly supposedly and uh you know julia you mentioned yesterday on the show that kim kardashian just closed a 200 million dollar right. deal with cody cosmetics for a uh, partial ownership of her kkw beauty brand right that's why I think that there's going to be some date in, uh, that's oh, going to predate yes. this Cody thing the date as of far separation. as separation, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you, if if we all know anything about Kris Jenner, is that she is working behind the scenes. Oh, of course, to make, to make sure her daughter's protected. It's protected. And oh, her grandchildren. And her grandchildren. Yep. And that the narrative will follow a certain trajectory. Remember, the Kardashians have that big deal with Disney coming up. So we got to keep it going. At least that's probably what. Well, Chris they've got Jenner's one thinking. more season of the Kardashians. This, uh, right? you know, oh. will this be part of the storyline? Probably. Probably. Well, I'm for it. Then, yeah, right. Because this at least will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> right. I haven't watched them yet. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Well, this is actually this was actually brought on by um, I watched that movie, the Sophia Loren movie, The Life Ahead. Was it good? On Netflix. Yeah, was it good? It, yeah, it really was. It's your length of a movie, Julia, 94 minutes. Perfect. And a little it, attention span. It's uh it's been 10 long years since Sophia Loren last started in a feature uh film and um anyway, she's she's 86 in this movie and it is just really a it's a sweet set in you know in italy and it's kind of a coming of age she runs uh she basically takes care of the kids of the women who work the streets is this still on netflix it is on netflix is it worth it i think so especially if you love sophia loren what's the name it's of it in subtitles it's called the life ahead and she's just flat out terrific in it and her okay. son directs her in it so anyway i was like you know, I really kind of want to revisit Sophia Loren. Mm-hmm. Her whole life, it's been so interesting. We got to see her one time as she twirled oh. and tadad her way down the red carpet at the SAG Awards. It was just a revelation to see a living, breathing movie star from the golden age of Hollywood. Right. You know, um, but she, her story is unlike other stories from old Hollywood um, because. Yes, she has the calling card of a self-given name. Yes, there was a love triangle. And yes, there were some run-ins with the law. But the fast life never caught up to Sophia Loren. And um, so she's from Napoli, Mm -hmm. uh, Rocco, just so you know. And she was born Sophia Villanani Ciccolone. Maybe it's Ciccolone. In a charity ward for unwed mothers in Rome. Mm. And her last name came from her father, who refused to marry her mother and would not allow her younger sister to take his name. It's 1934, so okay. think of the times. And before she settled on the name Sophia Loren, she used Sophia Lazaro and Sophia Ciccolone. All right. Okay, and she grew up in... Very poor, and she's talked about that in the two books she's written. She shared a bed with three family members until she, her younger sister, and her mother 
moved out of her mother's family home. Okay. And she spent her first movie money to buy her father's name for her sister so she could use that name. Wow. You know, names are everything and yes. for many, many, wow. especially Italians. And when she was six, a piece of sh- shrapnel cut her chin during a World War II bombing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, that's why she's got that little scar. And according um, to Sophia Loren in her autobiography, she was treated cruelly all of her school days for being illegitimate. Oh, can you imagine back mm-hmm. then? Oh, and I can't even Italy. imagine. Yeah. And when she was 14, her mother entered into her into the Queen of the Sea uh, contest, and it was called the Queen of the Sea and her 12 princesses. It was a beauty contest. She wore a dress that her grandmother made from pink curtains that they took in the down in the living room. Right. That's how poor they were. Right. And despite her humble appearance, she was selected as one of the 12 princesses. She won rolls of wallpaper, $35, and a ticket to Rome. <laughs> and um, I love it that you win rolls of wallpaper. I know. She didn't have any lines in her U.S. film debut. She was an uncredited extra in a movie called Quo Vadi for okay. her first English-speaking role in the movie The Pride and the Passion, in which she co-starred with Cary Grant and Frank Sinatra. Sophia Loren learned her lines by reading cue cards that had the English word spelled out phonetically. Right, okay. And she first met Carlo Ponte when she was 16, in that beauty pageant that she was in. Stop. And this is would be her future husband. Yes. He was 38 years old at the time. He was married. Wow. He was an established film producer. And um, so that was the first time that she met him. And when she did meet him, he did um, say to her, you know, Sophia, she wrote about this in her memoir called Yesterday, Today, Tomorrow, My Life. Okay. That came out in 2014. He said to her, Sophia, have you ever thought about, you know, softening your dominant profile? And she was absolutely irate about her nose. And she told him, Carlo, if you're suggesting in order to make movies, I'm going to have to slice off a piece of my nose. Well, then I'm going back to Pazaluli because I have no intention of getting a nose job. And she never did. Right. And why would she? Because, of course, when she was cast in... Her first movie, The Pride and the Passion, um, with Cary Grant, Frank mm-hmm. Sinatra. They first met during a cocktail party at the Hotel Castellana in Madrid. And Cary Grant said, Miss Lolo Ren, I presume, or is it Miss Lauren Gida? He was like making fun, like he didn't know her name, Gina Lola Brigida. Right, right, right. You Italians have such strange last names, I can't seem to get them straight. And she did not think much of that but they then began dining out together regular driving around spain in this red mg and they became cary grant yes and and sophia Sophia loren and he was 22 she was 52 she was wait a minute that's not right yeah no cary grant was 52 and sophia loren you said you said he was was 22 okay and she was about to wed carlo ponte and Grant was already married to his third wife, Betsy Drake, and she didn't know anything else about anything. They apparently, and in her memoir, 
and in things that people have written about him, they never consummated their relationship. Right. But he did ask her to marry him at the end of filming, the last night of filming. And um, she wrote about that in her memoir. And then this fall, when she was doing press for this new movie, she backtracked and she said, he didn't propose to me, but she did write it in the book. So for whatever reason, she regretted putting that. Right, I got it. But they did not, they never consummated their relationship. Because they were in several movies. Yes, they were. Because here, you know, it's inside Sophia's Lorenz love affair with Cary Grant. So it sounds like it never happened. It happened. They were very connected, but they did not ever consummate the relationship. Maybe they did a lot of heavy petting, but she was engaged to Carlo Ponzi, who had gotten divorced from his wife. And in 1957, when she took her first trip to America, where she could be closer to Carlo Ponzi, was filming something, and she wet him in September... She was, you know, greeted at the airport, the flashbulbs. You know, she'd been at the Cannes Film Festival and, and um, or was going to be there in May. Anyway, she was just like, like really, the, the, the red carpet was rolled out for her. And the first party that was given for her was Paramount Studios. And they threw it for her at uh, Romanoff's in Beverly Hills. Swanky Supper Club. And newspapers were there, and everybody was there. She was the guest of honor. Fred Astaire was there. Gene Kelly was there. Gary Cooper. The who's who of Hollywood back in the day. And then who comes in late to an invite party? Jane Jane Mansfield. Mansfield. The busty blonde of this girl can't help it. And an early Playboy playmate. She strutted over to Lauren's table Perhaps not completely sober, Sophia wrote in her memoir. Suddenly, I found one of her breasts in my plate. And then she shot the American actress, Jane Mansfield, the judgmental glare, which is basically considered the most legendary (laughs) side eye we've ever seen. Right. Um, And a crafty paparazzo got the photo. But there are other photos of Jane Mansfield at that party. Her breasts are spilling out. They are. Nipples. And Sophia Loren said, um, I refuse to ever autograph. People were always showing me that picture and wanting me to autograph. I never autographed that photo. And um, she said, the, the, what you see on my face is fear. I love that. Okay. And I so, love that. What you see on my face is fear. And she, she had that famous line, sex appeal is 50% what you got and 50% of what people think, think you've got. you have. And of course, you know, as far as the legal thing, you know, they were um, in 1962, they were on uh, a warrant for their arrest was issued. Oof. They had to, she and Carlo Ponte, they had to right. annul their marriage because they got married. It's, Italy Catholic Church she the Vatican and Italian law did not recognize it and a, a, an Italian citizen demanded that they be prosecuted that there he was committing bigamy so then they had to they had to they were exiled from Italy and she missed Italy so much he would drive to the top of the pass in Switzerland so she could look at Italy then they moved to France where they became French citizen then his ex-wife got a French divorce that was recognized by Italian law, and then they could legally remarry. Wow. And um, she's written three cookbooks. She won a Grammy for reading uh, Peter and the Wolf in um, 
2003. And she keeps a personal diary. She burns at the end of every year. She, her win for Best Actress in Two Women was the first time an Academy Award in a category was given to an actress in a foreign language film. That happened. And um, the only time in her life she ever wore a white wedding dress is in the movie Houseboat when her character marries Cary Grant. Yeah. She never wore one. Wow. So, anyway, uh, most of the movies she started in Italy were always comedies. Just FYI. Love it. Her Italians. So anyway, they had some tax troubles. You know, um, one time she almost uh, died from gas fumes while filming the movie Legend of the Lost. She had a faulty little stove. Oh, wow. She's had quite a life. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite a life. I recommend that movie Life Ahead. It makes me want to read her memoir. No kidding. Even though she's backtracked on Cary Grant asking to wed her. All right. Oh, no. He's one that I just... He can't get enough of. I know it. All, All right, right. Thank you for that. We'll be back. Thanks, Rocco. Oh, my gosh. Holly posted the February in style uh, cover. Regina King is on the cover. Doesn't she look amazing? Uh, amazing. I love how her hair is styled. And, of course, her directorial debut, One Night in Miami, that movie it's coming is coming out. Coming out, yeah. Are you going to watch Name That Tune? Either of you guys going to check it out tonight? I will. Will you? I All right, will. Rocco? For you, I will. What is? What time is it on? It's on Fox. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Just For you, I, I loved know. that game yes. back in the day. Yes. I thought it was so fun, and I love Jane Krakowski. Thank Krakowski. You just love her. And no, you know, Lori and I, we hung out with her at the Four Seasons. Four Seasons. Are you sure? We have had more celebrity yeah. encounters in bars and restaurants in LA than but we the can Four imagine. Seasons. We back when January it was January Jones. Yeah, Anne Hathaway and her husband. The ladies from Downton Abbey, especially mm-hmm. Rachel. The one that was married to Manson. The old, old, old guy from The Sopranos. Um, what's his name? My God, he loved me. The guy that's getting sued from everybody, the porn star. Oh, Ron Jeremy. Yeah, that was outside Sean of Dan Tana's. Yeah. No, this was, no, this was all at, oh, yeah, that this was, was at outside the of the Four Seasons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The smoking areas are always real popular in the ah. Hollywood spots because all those people No smoke. red carpets, we heard, for a couple shows this year, which isn't surprising. Are they even going to have shows? Yeah. Get this vaccine okay. out right now. Do you want to hear Kelly Oki? So yes. uh, yesterday she did Borderline okay. by Madonna. So Rocco's got that ready for us. Here we go. The ending yeah, is so different. Finish. It's so different. And the ending is big because she can sing. Oh, yeah, she I can. know. It's she just can so... sing and she can dance. Okay, then now today. What'd she sing today? today We're following she... her divorce uh, singing. She's singing. been telling us everything singing. in song. Today she sang, and we posted it, of her singing. She covered Selena Gomez's uh, post-breakup song, Rare. Oh, yeah. And uh, Is it good? Selena... Uh, gave her support by, you know, liking the Kellyoke track or whatever. Gomez, she said, um, oh, no, she shared it. Love this and love you, Kelly Clarkson. So uh, maybe we can take a listen. Yeah, uh, I'm rare. just finishing the uh, YouTube ad, but here it comes. Right. Okay, thank you. But yeah, look at Selena. Here we go. Good. So, so is she a good interviewer? Is the rest of her show any good? This is all it I've ever really watched. It really is because she's delightful. She is delightful. I um, I have to be honest. I DVR that show every day so I can see yeah. what she sings. Then I look to see if she has a guest on that I want to talk to. And if she doesn't, that's, that's all I... Yeah. That's all I... Does she I, sing I, right away? She sings at the opening of her show. Okay. 
Yeah, it's pretty great. But I've, I've enjoyed like every single one you've played for me. Is she's good? got she's, and she's parting her hair on the side with long see, loose waves. Finally. It's kind of pretty instead of finally. down the middle. I really love a side part. I know you do, Lori. I Sometimes really do. I know it. When depending on how long your bangs are, you have to veer over to the middle a little bit. I know, I know. Because otherwise, your hair is right in the middle of your face. Rocco, what did Garth Brooks say to her that she? Can sing in every octave. Or she can sing in every key. She's one of the rare singers that can sing in every key. So that's why she does covers so well. Right. She's got, again. And she puts her little flair on it, right? Oh, very much so. Like Borderline, that was a completely different take. She's so good. She's so good. Now, speaking of uh, music, Neil Young... um, uh, he's he's the latest and greatest. He's, he sold fifty percent of the rights to his song publishing catalog to the same company that's been scooping up, like you know, Buckingham, Lindsay yes. Buckingham. It's called Hypnosis, and um, but the real reason there's been no touring money in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one, and who knows about twenty twenty two, but. The pandemic has decimated the bread and butter of a lot of rock stars, rock stars, especially older artists who have a lot of people on their maybe P&L sheets and they have uh, big living. I don't know if that's necessarily Neil Young, but if you're artists in your 70s, a lack of touring, no merch sales. I mean, why wait for the royalty check when you could just do it right now? And well, get a big there you fat go. Check. There you go. He's got a huge catalog yeah oh my gosh yes i mean learning to fly has been used in films and only love can break your heart love is a uh, rose a lot of love a lot of marketable gems in there heart of gold of course oh i love him yeah he's smart he only sold 50 percent. so and he also invented that new music thing remember oh, the, that what is it called i don't it's a, well, it it's a speaker. A it's a speaker it's, yeah. that does something different with it, well, sound. It's like a, it was like an MP3 player, yeah. but it had higher quality it songs. Did. Right. But, it, you know, you could only fit a few on there because it took so much, you know, memory. But right. people loved the sound. Just it, they didn't did. Take right. Off. It didn't. I know. it. Did, did any, I know I think I'm the only one who watched Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. It came back. I got it on the DVR, but I watched This Is Us. Instead. I didn't watch that This Is back. Us. Was That'll it good be last on night? DVR. Yeah. Was it good? It okay. was, but I was glad was to see heavy. Zoe's. Zoe's play. Did you finish? Did you yes. watch them all? Because Zoe's extraordinary playlist is another one. If you never watched it, it's pretty happy. Oh, I Sarah, love that. The, the character she hears people in songs. It's just it's, a. It's a. It reminds. But it me, was poignant too. Yeah. It was really. It can make you cry. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. Not again today. Well, history of swear words won't make you cry, and that's Nicholas and Nicholas Cage. I'll check that one out for you. All right, check all right, that promise. one out. We want to review. Eat their twenty-minute episodes, Rocco. Okay, pick a swear word. Now watch. Is that, it? Is that what they are? Each one's a different swear word. Yes. Okay. And they I give lo- the the history kinda, of it. I Nick Offerman, it. Sarah Silverman, then they got a linguist and a lexographer. And Nick Cage. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of cool. All right, everyone, have a great night. Job done. Off you go.